appropriate with too much academic abstraction. We've found that experience really is the best teacher. MBA topics are useful, but only when integrated with skills gained from practical experience. Most business practitioners believe in the KISS principle, keep it short and simple. They also believe in the 80-20 rule, known in the academic world as the Pareto principle. This is where 80% or more of what is going on anywhere is accounted for by 20% or less of the factors involved. In other words, the focus is on important things that matter the most. Above all, these practitioners believe in the R&R principle, realism and relevance, not rest and relaxation. More simply stated, business education has to make sense to them and has to have practical application. The success of Professors Lerman and Turner's seminars and training programs rests largely on giving business practitioners knowledge in a usable form. In other words, they enhance personal skills. It is possible to complete an MBA program in one day as long as the material is condensed into an everyday, practical, concise form. Academic language, abstract concepts, difficult mathematical formulations, and non-essential material must be avoided to make this work. The emphasis has to be on basic understanding and useful application in daily business affairs. The one-day MBA is an alternative to formal degree studies of either the executive or conventional type. It appeals to the vast majority of business practitioners in a consolidated format suitable for all. The one-day MBA program consists of six separate audio cassette tapes on the following topics management, marketing, accounting, finance, decision-making, and human resources. You can obtain your MBA in one day, listening to all six tapes sequentially. Of course, graduation from this program is not the end of your education. It is the beginning of a long-term learning process. The MBA is first and foremost a degree for managers, and it follows then that management is the starting point. Since everyone at work will manage and or be managed, Management is a topic that is relevant for all. Now, let's join Paul Lerman and John Turner, our professors for this course. Listen as Paul Lerman begins our discussion of management with his definition. Management can be broadly defined as working with and through other people to achieve the goals of the organization and its members. It's a process of planning, organizing, directing, and controlling. The practice of management is part art and part science, but primarily is based on experience and goes back to ancient times. After all, they needed managers to build the pyramids. But management didn't become a specialized field of study until the 20th century. One of the first comprehensive and systematic books in the field was Scientific Management by Frederick Taylor, who was an engineer by training. At the turn of the century, Taylor and others put the emphasis on efficiency and specialization. Time and motion studies were conducted to find the one best way to do any job. It was the job of management to study, plan, and schedule the work. The job of the employee was simply to follow orders. These early works by Taylor and others, such as Henry Fayol and Max Weber, viewed the tightly run bureaucracy as the most efficient form for complex organizations. This approach is now known as traditional or classical management. Classical authors argued for a well-defined hierarchy of authority, a tight system of rules and procedures, a division of complex labor into much simpler tasks, and an impersonal, formalized work environment. 
Workers were seen primarily as just another factor of production, which is why it is sometimes called the machine model or the mechanistic form of organization. A simple, rational, economic view of workers was taken. Money was assumed to be the only thing workers wanted from their employer. To get high morale, management was supposed to pay the worker a fair day's pay for a fair day's work. The piece rate bonus system also was invented to motivate and reward workers for exceeding quotas. To get high productivity, managers were supposed to tell employees exactly how to perform their jobs. Classical management became quite popular. Of course, we have to remember that in the early 1900s, the workforce wasn't very educated or skilled, and survival was a primary motivation. There was little welfare or social legislation on the books, and ideas of rugged individualism and social Darwinism, where the strong got stronger, were popular. The hard autocratic leadership style was the rule at work and at home.